Hello, witches. Greetings and welcome to episode three of Witch Weekly. I believe in love and magic and possibility. May these words water yours and my hearts and dreams. Blessed be. Can you tell I'm getting a little more comfortable doing this? Talking to yousins, yallsins. It's good, it's good, it's nice. To be honest with you, I'm not coming into this episode with, like, the most solid plan. I mean, I do have a plan, but I'm keeping it a little loosey-goosey today. There is, there was intention in that choice, but yeah, feels a little freaky-deaky, if I'm being totally honest, just talking about a subject as near and dear to me as the one of this, more off the cuff, because I'm sure there are things I'm just not going to get right, so... You know, I'm, I'm not a perfect person. I ask that you please have grace for that. Um, but, yeah, I really believe in just the power of vulnerability, the importance of it as somebody that is showing up in a leadership role in the way that I am have been more actively stepping into and so I think the subject matter of today's episode is really important that being my personal journey and connection with the craft with witchcraft and yeah I guess part of why I'm prefacing this episode asking for grace is because I'm nervous sharing in a larger way my journey with and into witchcraft Um, because in short it just has not been a straight path for me and I'm not really even sure the exact best or right ways to share and discuss it maybe I do I just I don't know because much of my journey like getting me to where I am now has involved people from my past that you know some of whom are still in my life that I really do deeply love, but that have also simultaneously not, just not always been the best people as far as, like, presences in my life. At the same time, I'm so grateful for them in, like, looking back on the past because 
a lot of the like pain I've experienced at the hands of some of them has shaped me into the woman I am today and my life to be honest with you is damn beautiful it is bigger and better at you know a pretty young age than I ever even imagined it could have been from certain points on my path but it is and I don't know I think a lot of like the light of life does emerge from the darkness of it it's just hard because like my reality like if I'm being honest about it doesn't make a lot of the people I really care about and deeply love despite the past look very good and that is something that I'm having a hard time balancing coming more into myself as a witch and as a leader within this space. Yeah, it's just something that I'm struggling with and I think a part of why I didn't step into leadership earlier on. I'm also just a really sensitive, caring, loving person. I'm a cancer son and I am very much a motherly type figure to many if not most in my life and that is a sort of role that I've always been put into starting out so early on. I didn't really get to be a child. I just have this like looming sense of grief almost over my childhood that I just I don't think is ever fully going to go away because if I'm being honest, it was just really traumatic. And yeah, I guess like it's weird and hard to talk about because I genuinely have forgiven people, but at the same time, it doesn't erase what's happened to me. And it is where I've drawn so much of my wisdom from. And I feel like I need to be honest about that coming into leadership. And like, I'm so used to mothering everybody else and like worrying about them first, even when that was never really done for me the way that it needed to be done. That I just like, I struggle to be honest. Like, it's not even for my sake. But if you're listening to this at the time, that it's being recorded and uploaded and you know even if you're not this is just like it's February 20th 2024 when I'm recording this and we're not going to do a full astrology breakdown and stuff this week like we mentioned possibly incorporating in the first episode we're really just finding our groove with how the podcast works but as this is being recorded we are coming up really close on the Virgo full moon and while my son is in cancer and I am such like just a loving, caring, sensitive woman and that is really like how I shine. My moon sign is Virgo and your moon sign, if you know anything about astrology, is typically correlated with, you know, your mind, body, emotional health and well-being and I think this is actually coming 
together in perfect timing because connecting with your moon sign can connect you with how to best support your self in the areas that your moon sign sort of rules over you know your your mind your physical body your emotional needs and health and full moons are a time of like fullness culmination like end of a cycle in the way that like just things are like being illuminated in their fullness and like there's opportunity to sort of like celebrate and shine that out before starting to just kind of like let go again like just with the way that the cycle of the moon works like before we start releasing more to become full again because life is cyclical we're in an ever cycling pattern in the same way the moon is where we're always you know releasing coming into shadow and then receiving expanding coming into light and with us coming up on the virgo full moon like virgo that sign typically is really all about order and attention to detail it likes things to feel pure and to make sense virgo moons are typically pretty over analytical overly analytical and i definitely am that's definitely reflected well through my nature i used to think those were things wrong with me but astrology has really helped me realize through what it's taught me about myself and just validated for me that i need to feel like i can make some sort of sense of things to feel safe to be able to regulate and that might be kind of challenging sometimes in a world and a life experience that doesn't always make sense but it's okay to take time with myself like this and to choose how i interpret the world and my story and experiences and it's actually really loving and supporting of myself and my nervous system to honor that about myself not let run totally rampant like embodiment practices are really important for me because like the groundedness of virgo energy isn't really where i shine but it's what i need and what the analyticalness is often trying to lead me back to but i think the process of packaging all of this in a somewhat orderly way for myself and to share is going to be really good and sort of set me into shining more brightly in my full power of it of my story and empower me to be able to release it even more moving forward so you know as something as attached to me as it still currently is so i can just continue to further come into the fullness of myself 
at the next new moon in Virgo opposite of this place we're entering into in the moon cycle now six months from now I think I probably need this like you know and and it's just important integrity wise to me I need to be honest with you all as you know my audience but above that the people that I'm connecting with about you know my path and there needs to be a foundation of trust like making order of it through this sort of conversational format and setting it in a sort of stone in that way and sharing it I think is not only super important for the podcast and this community we're creating through and around it right now but also really poignant timing wise for me as an individual with the Virgo full moon right around the corner and I think it's a good way for me to just take that mothering energy that I shine out toward everybody else and have been my whole life and have been expected to my whole life and to shine it back on me and give myself some of the love that I've needed and share this with you, the people I'm connecting with in the most authentic and aligned with love way that I can. Going back to astrology, I am a Gemini Venus, the sign connected to Venus within your chart typically is connected to what your sort of love language is if that might sound fun and interesting for you to look into for yourself but in my mind gemini's are the sort of masters of duality within the zodiac and so that feels really loving for me to hold and share space for as you've probably noticed if you're following me on some of my other platforms or been around for a while and it's an air sign and one typically pretty correlated with communication conversation and yeah I think just doing this this way sharing doing this and sharing this in this way I believe is going to be in highest alignment with my heart in it and my heart for all of us and that's what I always want to be leading with. This isn't about the other people that I might be talking about but yeah I just I've always kind of put other people above myself and so you guys are gonna be probably experiencing it live time with me I'm very much like in my walk with that still and not only learning how to stand my ground in and from that place but to maintain my balance I wanted to share that for my sake and yeah so I think this part of the chat was important too laying the groundwork we gotta 
set the foundation before we can build the house, right? But yeah, I guess we'll just get into it. I'm not going to be able to cover every little detail of my life here. I hope that's obvious, but I'm going to give you the down low because, you know, it makes things make sense. I hope we need some context. My parents basically had me way too young. My mom got pregnant in high school with me when she was dating my dad and it was all downhill from there. (laughs) They probably were quite often doing the best that they felt like they could given their circumstances, but they did not do a great job. And I think everybody felt so sympathetic to their situation that there was, in turn, a lot of enabling that was really damaging to and for me as their child. They made some choices that had some consequences that typically require a person to grow up and they were just really far from ready for that and they didn't rise to the challenge how they should have in some really extreme ways. I grew up in a home with a lot of violence, a lot of volatility, and a lot of neglect. I was just constantly being met with excuses from them and from the other people and adults in my life around me that I would try and reach out for help from that, you know, they were just kids and I should be grateful and, you know, they didn't want this and it was just really like hung over my head that I existed and um, I was just like the scapegoat all growing up for everything they didn't like about their lives and all of the ways in which they were abusing and neglecting me. And really didn't help that I was just a really weird kid. Definitely had a little, not a little, like a hefty, hefty dash, hefty helping of NeuroSpice sprinkled on. Sprinkle, sprinkle. And, you know, just being kids and really concerned with their images. And I think just not confident in themselves as parents, which makes sense because they weren't even really adults when they became parents. I think they interpreted how and who I was as something that they were doing wrong. And instead of getting curious about that and seeing if they could do better or trying to get help around it. I think they just really wanted to feel and seem like they knew what they were doing. And so, like, they just used some methods to try and 
get that out of me that weren't ever going to do anything other than further hurt and traumatize me. I was just really deeply shamed by them and all of the adults around me as a little kid, honestly, or most of them around my sensitivity and what just made my specific brain a little hot and spicy. My maternal grandparents kind of swooped in and took me under their wings of sorts and yeah just spent a lot of time with me. I spent a lot of time as a kid at staying at living at their house, their houses. They're very highly conservative Christian people and there are extra dynamics stacked on top of those that made that dynamic really challenging, unhealthy, inappropriate at times. But they were kind of the closest things I had to real parents and yeah they did their best by me in a lot of ways even though things weren't perfect and some things were really wrong too they started taking me to church with them like a whole lot and I don't know how much of that honestly looking back was pure intentioned as mentioned there are some dynamics with that part of my family that are really unhealthy too just in more like veiled ways that I don't think I fully want to get into just yet if we end up doing so eventually but we started going to church together and it was scary it wasn't some cute cool youth group type of vibe a couple times a week it was like fire and brimstone and all sorts of other crazy bullshit and i was just like brainwashed as a little kid and the whole experience was just really really damaging to and for me and took a lot to get out of and away from i would just pray and pray and pray and pray and pray until my heart was just like bleeding out of my chest but the only times I felt myself really coming into experiencing some sort some sense of connection with the type of energy the church would describe as God was when you know I was out in nature when I was with good friends when I was 
lucky enough to experience a moment of peace, of stillness and security and time to rest there, which I didn't come across often. And that wasn't quote unquote what God was, but it's what God felt like to me in the way that I felt like God would feel and I felt more close and more connected with God and in the heart of this concept of God sitting by the ocean than I ever did in my childhood church. And I was just really sensitive to energy as a kid as well and didn't really have the understanding of how to navigate that or support in navigating it. And so I did experience spiritually a lot of pretty fearful things in childhood that I've come into knowing of how to manage and work with as an adult, but I think trying to do things the ways in which the church was telling me I had to kept those things continuing for a lot longer than they needed to, and I was just in a constant, like, freeze response, like, You've probably heard of fight or flight, but there's a third one and it's freeze. And that was me like just constantly. And I feel like the universe just started dropping little breadcrumbs to try and help guide me out of that place or to at least opened me up to the understanding that like maybe there was more to the world than the church was telling me and that was okay to think about and it wasn't blasphemy if I thought and I wouldn't be instantly smited into an eternal lake of fire if I did leaving everybody I loved who wasn't Christian that I couldn't convince to convert to meet the same fate because I was taken away more quickly than I could save them too. The reality was I was going to be in that situation for a significant amount of time most of my life at this point, but little things started happening, little magic moments that eventually led to me being able to question things, being brave enough to allow myself to, because I'd gotten to the point where the church had just so deeply wrecked and broken me and my psyche and it needed to happen but little things started happening like when I was a kid my mom got like a 
yoga VHS tape or something from the library and like we watched it and did yoga together and that like I could feel there was something something magical in that and I should say asana I had a few more extended relatives sort of randomly and sporadically gift me some magical books about fairies books that just contained fairy tales and someone even gifted me the book the secret when i was like nine years old around the time my parents separated my dad dated a lot of women after him and my mom (laughs) separated and one of the first and more longer lasting ones of such women was a little witchy and she talked to me all about astrology and dove into my birth chart with me and gifted me a set of beautiful fairy tarot cards that ended up unfortunately being taken and destroyed (laughs) but yeah one of the greatest gifts that i got from them was the brief connection that i did get to have with them and how powerful that connection was how it opened up and just deeply touched my heart and my soul despite moving around pretty constantly growing up i was able to experience a lot of really beautiful meaningful for me friendships brief friendships and really opened up that much further my heart and my mind and deeply touched me and all growing up I would just have some really cool what I'd now consider to be divine feeling experiences in and with nature that helped slowly bring me deeply enough into a sense of safety and security in the physical that I was able to start opening back up again spiritually. I think these things that were all happening for me sort of like in the background of all of the trauma was in sorts those prayers those pleas out to this energy that i only had the freedom to think of in this really limited limiting way being answered and with a lot of love and tenderness which wasn't what i was taught god to be and so it took me a long time to recognize them as that but those sort of breadcrumbs the universe was dropping for me ended up growing into the foundations of my current 
spiritual belief system and my connection with the craft and that overarching arching I'm not sure the right way to say it source through which we all come from and are connected by that many call God and I now consider to be magic because that's what this all is. Reconnecting with that as an adult started out with me reconnecting with my heart and in doing so my creativity being creative and creating space in my life that honored my creative nature started reconnecting me with my sense of something greater after deconstruction as did reconnecting with my breath and my body through yoga through pranayama and asana which i didn't know to be those things at the time but that were offered to me as practices as a young woman coming out of even more trauma that I'm not going <laughs> to dive super deeply into here, but I just, I got myself into a really bad, dangerous situation with the bad, dangerous man that I was really fortunate to get out of despite facing repercussions from that time in my life for several years onward outside of it. I had to learn to regulate my nervous system to get through that point, that part of my life because it was really hard and scary and very adrenal reacting and chronic in nature. There's a whole lot of reasons we could dive further into in a future episode if that's wanted as to like why all that happened, but it happened. And even though I was finally able to get away from the man out of the relationship, I could not maintain a regular job or regular housing because he was stalking me and actively wanting and ready to hurt me and despite getting a restraining order in place it didn't matter how many violations there were of it he was never taken off the streets and just it wasn't safe to be any one place for long and i didn't have anywhere to go and it was the best worst thing that ever happened to me because it totally clocked me in a way that I needed to gain the possibility of anything new or different from that. And I had nothing left to lose anymore in any way really. And so I was really down to try anything and to take some really big scary chances that it can be hard to take from anywhere but rock bottom. I'd played around with manifestation all throughout my childhood and teen years just on the down low and had some really interesting experiences and I realized hey 
I'm, I am kind of like a victim to these generational cycles right now. I didn't think that like this was ever going to be me and it is. And I know I'm like going to continue to attract these kinds of situations if I don't figure out how to heal and nobody around me has and like is going to be able to walk me through that and so I need to figure it out. I think because there is such little accountability with my parents, I was just really set from a really young age that that was never going to be me, that I was always going to take full accountability for myself and my circumstances and choices. And so I fully did and I started studying I started reading all sorts of books, getting into the works of different spiritual teachers online and otherwise, and creating a new vision for and crafting new possibility for my life. I was getting support from a women's advocacy center that I'm so grateful for, and they were really trying to help me and convinced me to go into a women's shelter for my own protection. And this relationship was like, it had just taken everything from me. And I don't necessarily think it was like smart what I did, but it worked out. I just like couldn't cope with giving up any more of my autonomy and freedom to this man, my abuser, than I'd already been forced to. And so I started sleeping in my van. I needed to make money. And I was learning from all of these teachers that there's so much more possible for me in my life than what I had been told there was. And I always innately sort of knew this but they were validating that for me and giving me the courage to just go for it. I needed money. I'd always dreamed of being a professional musician and I played like basic guitar. Like I said, I couldn't stay in one location. So a normal job wasn't an option for me anyway. And so I was just kind of like, you know what? I have nothing to lose right now. Everybody is already judging me so much for this situation I'm in, which shouldn't have been how it was, but it was. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go for it. And so I was able to procure an old family guitar and brush up on my skills, teach myself more of the guitar and I just started street performing and really firmly moving into this new vision I'd created for myself and for my life really bravely. I just, I had nothing to lose. It was truly only up from where I was. And I say this was the best worst thing that ever happened to me because I don't know if I ever would have been able to be so brave if I wasn't so down low. And it's such a long story, but 
pretty much all of my wildest dreams started coming true down to really fine, specific, mind-boggling details. And I was just like, holy shit, you know? And I don't know if the situation was working in my favor, but I know that I chose to start making the choice to perceive it that way because it was what it was either way. And I did have the choice to make it something empowering for myself. And so I did. And yeah, I had a really cute, cool little music career that I eventually sort of let go for a while just because I needed a break from not knowing if this guy was going to or like could just show up again and I needed to get off the internet and out of the public eye so he couldn't track me anymore and so I could just move on into the next phase of my life and so yeah it's been a couple years since I put out an album now I'm not going to share my work here just because I don't want that like potentially following following over at this point like I might re-release some of it at a later point under my current like presentation online but I had several albums that I'm really proud of and I learned to produce the last um album was like two or three years ago now and it might have actually been longer but yeah this guy was really insistent stalked me for five years after um i was able to some what get away from him but part of what i manifested through that period was a really safe home with um some really strong and confident men that would have had my back if I'd needed them to if he'd showed up at the house and this house being the house the home of the man that I was trying wanting to manifest and eventually did in extreme irrefutable really cool detail the whole thing was so super duper synchronistic and I'm not even going to try and like dive any deeper on it here because it could double the length of this episode like how magical that was and continues to be we've been together like six and a half years now and we're getting married and in talks around starting a family soon and it's really exciting and he's just the most like beautiful amazing man I've ever had the privilege to know to be with and be in deep connection with and I seriously like pinch myself every day I grew up always really loving to dance and always being really shut down in my feminine and in a puritanical 
environment under, you know, a very puritanical umbrella that really shamed that those really integral integral parts of my nature. And that was something I, like, really wanted to heal and areas where I really wanted to step into fuller expression and embodiment coming into myself as a woman and he is just such like a strong secure man and he was really supportive of me in that I was finally able to get a job that I could safely maintain as a stripper And that was what I did for several years. And obviously, my experience doesn't speak for the experiences of all people within the adult industry. But my work as a stripper was deeply empowering for me and really important for me in my journey of becoming a woman and it gave me my autonomy back like I literally manifested such a great man he wanted to and would have just like fully taken care of me but like I wanted to be able to do that for myself and I was able to do that and do it by being myself, being the just ultra feminine, sensitive, sensual, yet strong queen that I was and was becoming. It was a part of my work on and for myself that really helped me heal so much and step into my full sort of queendom I feel like my full power and again that was just my experience with sex work it's such a nuanced topic but I am a huge advocate for sex workers and for sex work for what it is literally the oldest profession in existence and honestly a really important one where we're at with all that stuff overall culturally is not helping anybody but yeah I was able to work and get back on my feet again making really good money like literally just having so much fun and being actively guarded by big, strong, really in touch with their sacred masculine men. And yeah, we ended up moving location, so I just didn't have to worry about him having my address anymore in part. And I got offline and like he slowly just completely went away, gave up, I hope, forever. And now I am 25 years old and own my own beautiful home in a beautiful location with, you know, this beautiful man who 
I'm getting married to and who's talking about starting a family with me with three beautiful fur babies already in tow and it's like weird to even integrate all of that into or to try to into like a a quote-unquote normal life like my peers and I are at such different places and I really honor and respect that and don't think I'm better than anyone or worse than anyone. I'm just really tapped into my own power in my own life and it's weird too because all of my like illusions around money were really shattered by my experiences as a stripper and I really know deeply in my being now money to be a really free-flowing resource that is always available to me and like I'm having a hard time integrating back into like normal society I feel like now that I am in a more rural area especially and don't have like clubs anymore like I've done more with my life and myself since then to show myself that I don't need the strip club and that's why I did choose to move further out into nature because it's really where I felt my heart calling me where my partner and I both felt our hearts calling us but I think I've been trying to like shrink back into a normal reality into like a quote-unquote normal you know existence here and kind of like have my happy ever after and it's just not working for me because I know like the extent of how much the universe has for me has for all of us and yeah I think the universe has just been like calling me to step up and share because I am at this point now where I am really in my power And the only thing that really feels like worth it to me even work-wise is just like helping other people step more fully into theirs. I am such like a motherly spirit like that is really my nature, how I shine. I deeply care for and want to help others and help lift all of us up. And this might sound a little egotistical, but I really know it to be true at this point that I could literally do anything with my life and, like, be okay and get to the point of really thriving if I wanted that in that area. And, like, I think I've been kind of afraid to step into it in a more public way, but I know how powerful I am at this point. And like I said, what I've been able to share here really truly is the tip of the iceberg, but I don't want this to be a million years long. (laughs) And just trying to do anything other than helping lift other people up with me just feels so pointless and boring and stupid and like a waste of time to me at this point. And yet I've kind of like resisted fully stepping into my power because the way that I see other people in this community claiming to be doing that is really out of alignment oftentimes with 
my personal set of ethics and I want this to be like my thing but I also don't think I want to do it in a hyper masculine way and I don't feel like I have to like I feel like the money the resources that I need to support myself in this being sort of my role in the world will come but I think to do it in a way that's aligned with my heart it's gonna have to be like pretty outside of the box the way that I do things and I've stepped out of like learning from other people now I'm to the point where like I'm learning from myself and my direction with the universe and my heart as my authorities as they've really come to show me that I can trust them and I've come to show myself that I can trust myself and my own discernment at this point. But yeah, this whole thing for me has been a sort of another experiment in leaping and trusting the net to appear and so far it is but I can't see the exact roadmap from my vantage point of like where and how all of this is going to unfold and like I don't think I want to anymore I've come to a place with manifesting where like I have everything I want and I kind of want the universe to just like I want to manifest in connection, love, and reverence for the universe and the love that I've come to know it has for me. The highest expression of myself and my heart for my life that it knows that I don't. And yeah, it's a little scary but it's already been so synchronistic and magical just these like first short weeks of steps on and more firmly into this new stage of my journey yeah i've just been feeling my spirit as of late becoming a little restless calling me toward and for something more i've been just creating art again producing music for others and it's been fine but my spirit was being really called toward spiritual leadership for a long time and just a lot of like what i was seeing within these types of spaces felt really wrong to me and I didn't really know how to step into that in a way that felt in alignment with my heart as a leader and so I've just been trying to like step more into that receiving mode and let myself be guided if that really is my highest path and so recently I've gotten back online I've started making and sharing content that just felt aligned with my heart while I've been producing music and creating the art and everything for financial sake and being okay with it unfolding, letting the path show itself to me as I walk down it. And I was really into yoga for a long time. I don't remember if I said it or not, but I did certification when I was 19. 
but didn't end up really like fully going at and for it with more stuff I was learning about cultural appropriation and colonization and not wanting to perpetuate those things through teaching yoga and just not really being sure how to not that being the full extent of what I had to offer at the time and I really made the effort to decolonize my spiritual practice as much as I've been able to and it's brought me into witchcraft and I'm just like this super powerful witch now and I feel like I'm ready to start showing up in leadership from that space which feels a lot more in alignment with my morals to me which we touched a bit on colonization in episode two that you could go back and listen to and I'm sure we're going to keep talking about it through the podcast because it's something I think is really important to be actively aware of in and around how we are constructing our personal crafts. Yeah, I had this, it's crazy, I had this thought um, a couple weeks ago because I've just been making and sharing all these witchcraft videos, all of this like witchy content primarily on TikTok. And I've just been like, I don't know what I want or like what I want to be. Like I just, I know anything is possible at this point and that I can like do have or be anything. And it's like, what do I want? And I just have kept coming up against I just want to help people and through spirituality, through my connection with my craft and how it's really empowered me. Like I really want to help do that for other people, other women, because we need more women in their power. And I really do believe that like when women heal, the world heals, like we heal the world and men too just like when we heal that feminine aspect of ourselves that we all have and has been really violated by this patriarchal system we're all living under and I've kind of tried to let go of needing to fully know yet and or I had and yeah, a couple weeks ago or so, I had this thought pop into my head and I was like, you know what I think I want to do? I think I just want to be like a fairy godmother. Like, I had my princess era, I'm in my queen era, and I know I'm this super powerful, magical, bad bitch witch that could really bippity boppity boop some real magic out through that kind of sort of archetypal energy and I've been making all these really cool friends on TikTok primarily and I'm gonna shout one of them out um Jolby that might not be the right say like way to say it but I'll put her in the comments she reads she's a like fairly new creator on there as well and she reads tarot cards primarily from what I've seen of her content and she gave me like a free reading because we've been kind of like becoming like little TikTok gal pals and she was offering to do some free readings and she literally like just totally validated 
and affirmed for me that like that didn't just come from me that is like the way I'm supposed to walk or that I'm being called to walk and I can if I want to. Like I'd kind of dismissed myself about the thought when it had originally popped into my head. I was like, oh, that's just a silly little thought. You can't actually be a fairy godmother. And then when she like, she like commented that on one of my videos first. And then when she did that reading, especially like, I mean, just like, whoa, super synchronistic. And I'm just at the point now where I can recognize those things when they happen for what they are, which are like little breadcrumb moments. And it was a huge one for me. And so, yeah, if you're listening, Joel B, um, and I'm sorry if I'm getting (laughs) your, your name wrong. Um, but thank you for just being such a sweet little humble fairy of the universe too and just shining and sharing your magic out into the world because it's so beautiful and so powerful and yeah I love you I literally love you the reading she gave me you can go watch it if you want it's on tiktok it's like in my favorites um section and she literally writes at the top of it fairy godmother energy and just talking about how like that's how she's been seeing me and like perceiving me and my energy through what I'm putting out and like I've always had this deep connection with fairies with fairy tales as they were just a big way for many of our ancestors to pass down what they safely could of our indigenous wisdom through metaphor and storytelling and my nature just like is so motherly and I do just like deeply care for and want to help nurture and support people in their hearts dreams for their lives because here's how I feel about it okay there are so many reasons why I feel this to be the truth but i'm just gonna give you one of those here and i think it is enough to demonstrate my point because like as above so below as within as without you know all of the like universal laws if you're familiar with any of those everything around us and within this reality we're experiencing is reflecting like the greater truths back at us all of the cells in our bodies start out as stem cells and they go off and they become brain cells or blood cells or skin cells and every single one of those like billions to trillions to gazillions i don't even know of those is like having to get it right and is getting it right for our body to be working in normal healthy order we don't really know like what sort of i think it's like a chemical thing but like what sort of intelligence is telling our bodies to every single one of these 
you know, billions, trillions, gazillion cells to go and do what they're doing, keeping our whole system in working order. I honestly think it's the same kind of intelligence that I believe to be what our hearts dreams for us to be, that we can ignore but just keep calling out for us. And I think living in the kind of society we do where we've, for the most part, really been taught to turn away from that internal intelligence system and lost so much of our connection to it and wisdom around it and how it works and how to work with it. It's like made us as a collective, as a world, as a planet, really sick. When something is up with that intelligence system in stem cells and they start doing things they're not supposed to be doing, that's what cancer is. And I think that's what we've kind of become to the earth. And I think our biggest hope of healing that so we can maintain relationship with her is learning how to reconnect with that intelligence in recognition of the fact that it is some sort of intelligence. And like, I think if we could all or mostly start collectively turning back in and toward that and trusting that as our authorities that in and of itself would heal us collectively and it would heal our relationship with the earth to the point that it might be able to be maintained still which has kind of been in question lately the possibility of that and honestly i think it's been kind of hard to like integrate back into a quote-unquote like normal life because that has been such a huge call on my heart to share that message and to aid in the wave us collectively moving back into that place it kind of feels like the only thing that's important right now and i think i've resisted it because like the issues we're having on planet earth feels so big and so scary and so outside of my control that like I almost just want to kind of give up and let the world burn and just burn with it like have you seen that meme of like the little dog and he's got his like cup of coffee and his kitchen and everything's on fire but he's just like sitting there with a little smile on his face and he's just like I'm fine everything's fine that's how that's how I've been feeling for <laughs> a good long while now. But I think now especially that I'm thinking about stepping into motherhood, wanting to in physicality and in just wanting to help others move more into possibility the way that I did because this is what I did and it worked. And like I think I need to be brave like how I know I can be brave and choose hope and show up because then even if the world does burn I still will have helped so many people have 
such better life experiences here and that matters to me and I'll be able to look my children in the face and tell them I did everything I could and I think if I am choosing to have children that feels like a very sacred responsibility to and for me and yeah I really believe this is the way if you've listened to the theme song at the beginning um I was like the lyrics are like I'm trying to remember I believe in love and magic and possibility may these words water yours and my own hearts dreams yeah so sorry i had to sing it to remember it but i didn't really realize i was like entering into my fairy godmother era like in the first episode but i know these things like i feel them as truths that like our hearts are the way and i was like this doesn't really make sense with the the general like overall theme of the podcast just talking about witchcraft but I think it was encapsulating a piece of my magic and that is what I'm really being called to share here and I'm stepping into being ready to own that now and one of the biggest and possibly the most vital parts of my craft for me and for the world i believe for our planet as something i really honor as divine has been the cultivation and the nurturing of my belief in possibility i really think that's my magic and the magic and what I want to share with you here, you other beautiful, powerful witches out there, because I really do believe in your power, in your empowerment, in your possibility, in your magic, and the world's need for it, and I want this to be a space where those things are nurtured within you as someone who really had to do that nurturing work mostly for herself like i think it's healing for me too as someone else walking this path or curious about it you know keeping your mind and heart that open having that much strength to be the kind of person you are to have just even been able to get through this much of this episode i truly do see you in your strength in your divine power and i know we can heal and i know we can heal the world and i know we're stronger when we come together and i believe it's the most important thing right now it's bigger than me it's bigger than this podcast it's a future for our babies and not just for our babies but for 
the babies of the world. The squeaking little blue jay hatchlings in early summer, the soon-to-be butterflies asleep in their chrysalises, the fawns of the forest, for the little mountain lion cubs tucked into the canyons, for the kittens and the puppies and the tadpoles of the ponds, for the blown along a wish for the world, freshly seeded, newly sprouting dandelions in the spring. We are in positions currently within our world where we are the sorts of kings and queens and royal beings of this realm. We are the ones that have been bestowed this power of possibility for change to make change. And this is sacred and I want to help you claim it. So as your newly appointed internet fairy godmother, if you will have me, I'd like to just repeat the lyrics of our intro song one more time for you. Maybe I'll sing because I like to sing and I can pretend my life is a Disney movie if I want to. I believe in love and magic. In possibility, may these words water yours and my own heart's dreams. I really do believe our hearts are the way and that that might be what our ancestors were hoping we would come back around to remembering one day through our fairy tales, through the seeds of magic they bravely planted within them for us to rediscover if we're coming from similar ancestry. And that would kind of be the key to healing and reconnection with what was taken from us and what for so long was lost our magic we started a discord server which there will be a link to in the show notes of this episode but i wanted to play you a little clip from a voice note that i sent out in there in part of a conversation we were having over there that i think would add a lot to this one as well like how we're connected with our ancestors and stuff too like I had a big sort of like download about that a few nights ago that was really powerful for me or like a few weeks ago now but yeah it's just so beautiful how it's like um it's like the first noise we ever hear is like our mother's heartbeat and like we're almost all like joining each other and just like beating along in this like eternal song of life and like we literally are our ancestors and their lives continuing and there's so much like magic in that and I think like a lot of things that we were disconnected with for so long now that the world is coming into a safer place like are starting to come back to us because it's time and I would just add that 
even though so much has been lost of what we had of them and their wisdom, they are still with us and that could never truly be lost because they are us. It's just been hidden. In the hearts of the seeds they did so bravely plant for us in the wake of our own colonization. And yeah, I wonder, especially with this age of Aquarius that we're all moving into, if we might just be, sorry, that was Discord, if we might just be moving into now a new day, the time for us to come back home to ourselves, what's always been and will always be ours and can never truly be taken away from us because it is us, at least not forever. The night brings with it the promise of a new day and I have a feeling that might be what we're moving into right now and I'm excited and I think many of us here, all of us here are a part of that, are going to be a big part of that, whether we can see it right now or not. And it's my deepest honor to support you and you're part of it. Blessed be. And we're going to close out this episode and send you into and through a super magical portal into the rest of your week i recently had this artist reach out to me through tiktok she goes by aya beats and she is a bad b for sure proclaiming with all the sister girl love power she composed and produced this amazing piece specifically for me and us to close out this episode with i can't believe well i can believe because it's magical and magic is real here i love you aya we love you aya so much thank you thank you thank you slay slay <laughs> and yeah it's a beat it's a bippity boppity boopity bop all of my links jolby's information from the mention and all of the links I have for Aya will be in the show notes of this episode if you want to connect with any of us further. The Patreon page is still a work in progress, but I did open a free Discord server for anyone and everyone who is just interested in wanting, needing access to a more witchy community. And we're already having so much fun over there. I hope you'll join. That will be one of the links to one of the links amongst my links. But yeah. I will keep you posted on progress. If you're listening to it later, Patreon might already be up and running. If you do want to just help support me through my creation process in the work I'm doing here so I can do more of it. Okay, and I'm going to drop the Aya beat. See if you can, like, let it connect you with the beat of your heart. Like, get a little wiggle on. 
if you can, let it pump it, pump you up to go shine, to go share your heart's light out in the world because that ish is beautiful. That ish is powerful as you are. And the more I think we all start doing that, the closer we're going to get to healing, the more we're going to start to heal collectively. And we're in this together, baby. We got the power. I thought about calling this podcast Pussy Power, but I was like, (laughs) would that just get taken down? And we're here for penis power too. So that wasn't the right name anyway, but yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's let's get into this sick beat, y'all. She literally named the track Omi Beats. An honor. I wrote like what it made me think of in our Discord server. I wanna go see it. Um <laughs> so I can read it to you. Okay, I said the artist in today's episode created the song in literal dedication to me and to us. It's so capital D-O-P-E dope. I can't wait to share it with y'all. It's a magical EDM power ballad vibe. And I stand by, I said what I said. All right, let's go. And plan to meet back here next Wednesday for episode four. Of which weekly, hey.